You can now get two free audiobook downloads and a 30-day free trial at audible.pagosity.tv. Your choice from the world's largest selection of over 180,000 digital audiobooks and spoken word content for your iOS or Android device, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go to audible.pagosity.tv now. Welcome to the Bogosity Podcast for the week of May 28, 2017. The podcast that keeps the good stuff in the back. This is your host, Shane Killian. Let's super malify the news of the bogus. Here's an interesting first story, especially interesting considering a couple other stories we cover later. The Senate has approved using the encrypted app Signal for all senators and staff members. Apparently, the DNC leaks and other embarrassments have caused them to take seriously the need for strong encryption. Senate Sergeant-at-Arms Frank J. Larkin just finished encrypting all the senators' websites, with HTTPS being served by default, accompanied by full extended validation certificates, which is as secure as HTTPS gets. Now he's standardized signal for all text messages between senators, staff members, and other personnel. This caused security expert Bruce Schneier to comment, quote, Maybe I'm being optimistic, but I think we just won the crypto war. Susan Landau of Lawfare has a deeper analysis. Quote, those not in the know might think that staffers have secure phones. They don't. Except for those working in classified settings, staffers use the same devices as the rest of us. That's somewhat surprising, since many of the communications, while not classified, are certainly sensitive. Democracies depend on civic infrastructure. These organizations, whether the American Association for the Advancement of Science, the Council on Foreign Relations, or Sierra Club, serve as intermediaries between the people and those who govern, providing information and insight on a wide variety of issues. They are civic infrastructure, civilian systems that often lack the type of security that can resist an attack by a nation-state. But these organizations are an essential part of democracy's healthy functioning. They need security protections every bit as much as congressional staff do. We should all take a lesson from the Senate. Moving to vastly improved security practices, multi-factor authentication, secure communications, secure backup systems, etc. I am grateful for the Senate for taking one step in this direction. Let's see the broader society take do the same. This is an easy and extremely important step. In the wake of the new cyber threats we face, Adopting these protections will make us all safer. Well said, Landau. Hopefully this is the very start of a secure trend for all of us. Say, if you're tired of the promos in this podcast, well, the patrons got it early and with no ads or promos. Just go to patreon.pagosity.tv and donate at any level. Do you have children or nieces or nephews? Are you homeschooling, or just want to counter some of the socialist indoctrination most children get in school? If so, go to bogosity.tv slash Tuttletwins, and you'll be taken to a website where you can get some great books for elementary-age children. The Tuttle Twins books are books about liberty and free market economics that include children's versions of Bastiat's The Law, Leonard Reed's I Pencil, and Hayek's The Road to Serfdom, as well as books about the Federal Reserve and how regulations protect business cronies. They'll learn about the harm caused by eminent domain, or regulations passed in the name of safety, and fundamental concepts of liberty. 
and as you can see from the sample pages on the website, they're all easy to read and nicely illustrated. They're just $9.99 a piece, or get a special discount as well as free bonuses when you purchase all five. You can even buy in bulk to donate to schools and local libraries. So get the Tuttle Twins books at bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins. So if we needed any other reminder of the importance of cybersecurity, we got it this past week in the form of crypto ransomware WannaCrypt, known colloquially as WannaCry. It's typical ransomware, encrypting your files and demanding a ransom in Bitcoin to get them back. What's different about this is it uses an old exploit called Eternal Blue that the NSA knew about for years and which was stolen by hackers. What have we said before about the danger of hoarding zero days? The theft of the exploit had been reported earlier this year, and Microsoft issued a patch on March 14, so people who kept their computers up to date were fine. But that leaves everyone else, people with older systems, that are more difficult to update, and famously, among those hardest hit was the UK's National Health Service. Microsoft's Brad Smith pointed out in a blog post, quote, this attack demonstrates the degree to which cybersecurity has become a shared responsibility between tech companies and customers. The fact that so many computers remain vulnerable two months after the release of a patch illustrates this aspect. As cybercriminals become more sophisticated, there is simply no way for customers to protect themselves against threats unless they update their systems. Otherwise, they're literally fighting the problems of the present with tools from the past. This attack is a powerful reminder that information technology basics, like keeping computers current and patched, are a high responsibility for everyone, and it's something every top executive should support. This attack provides yet another example of why the stockpiling of vulnerabilities by governments is such a problem. This is an emerging pattern in 2017. We have seen vulnerabilities stored by the CIA show up on WikiLeaks, and now this vulnerability stolen from the NSA has affected customers around the world. Repeatedly, exploits in the hands of governments have leaked into the public domain and caused widespread damage. An equivalent scenario with conventional weapons would be the U.S. military having some of its Tomahawk missiles stolen, and this most recent attack represents a completely unintended but disconcerting link between the two most serious forms of cybersecurity threats in the world today, nation-state action and organized criminal action. Actually, it'd be more like them stealing Tomahawk missiles and being able to copy them infinitely many times. He continues, quote, The governments of the world should treat this attack as a wake-up call. They need to take a different approach and adhere in cyberspace to the same rules applied to weapons in the physical world. We need governments to consider the damage to civilians that comes from hoarding these vulnerabilities and the use of these exploits. If you're on the Wi-Fi in a coffee shop or hotel, anyone on that network can get your traffic. Do you really trust all of those strangers? For that matter, do you really trust your ISP? A VPN can protect you from prying eyes, disguise your location, and even foil government sensors. It's essential in this day and age. So go to vpn.pagosity.tv and you'll be taken to BoxPN. Starting at just $2.99 a month, you can get unlimited high-speed connections to VPN servers all over the world. And they don't log connections, so your privacy is assured. Traveling abroad, just VPN home, and don't worry about what those other governments are doing.
Back at home, stop your ISP from traffic shaping and messing with the quality internet access you're paying good money for. You can connect from multiple machines at once, including your smartphone or tablet, and it supports all the secure standards, including OpenVPN and SSTP. Bypass sensors and surveillance with your own secure VPN connection. Go to vpn.pagosity.tv. So we've been covering the issues services like Uber and Lyft have been experiencing as the crony cab companies go running to their governments to stop this horrible free market competition. Now, the state of Georgia has just upheld the right of these competitors to exist and refused to use government funds to bail out the cab companies. This is in contrast to Massachusetts, who last year passed regulations at the behest of the taxi lobbies to levy taxes against ride-sharing companies, the funds to go directly to the cab companies. Fortunately, the Georgia Supreme Court wasn't so easily swayed. They decided unanimously in favor of ride-sharing, upholding the law prohibiting future medallion laws, although they haven't repealed the old ones. Traditionally, cab companies had to purchase an $80,000 medallion for permission to go into business. Thanks to Uber and Lyft, the effects of competition have dropped that below $10,000. So, of course, cabbies went to the state demanding to be paid compensation. Of course, what really needs to happen is the removal of government licensing altogether. But at least the Georgia Supreme Court realizes that you can't really stop competition. This is a huge step in the right direction. We live in a world where light bulbs connect to the internet, and recent attacks on them prove that your online security is under threat like never before. Not only your websites, but the internet-enabled devices you buy. And the biggest problem is weak passwords. That's why you need LastPass. LastPass allows you to randomly generate strong, unique passwords on the web and on your internet-enabled devices, all protected by one master password. LastPass sets up in minutes and gives you secure automatic logins throughout the web, synchronizing across all your browsers, all your computers, and even your mobile devices, at home, at work, or on the road. It even securely stores sensitive form data, including credit card numbers, backup sensitive documents, software licenses, Wi-Fi logins, and more. And with LastPass Premium, you can get these benefits on other applications, manage passwords for your entire family, and also get priority customer support. Sign up at password.bogosity.tv for a free month of LastPass Premium. Log in securely everywhere using the last password you'll ever have to remember. Go to password.bogosity.tv and get LastPass now. And now let's desalinate this week's biggest bogan emitter. And this week, it goes to several senators and congressional representatives, including one, Ted Lieu, that we've said good things about. And we hardly ever say good things about politicians on this podcast. But this is something that they did in the wake of the WannaCry crypto ransomware that spread around, again because of the eternal blue vulnerability that the NSA has known about for years. So they're working on a new piece of legislation called the Protecting Our Ability to Counter Hacking Act of 2017, the Patch Act. If only they spent as much time thinking through the legislation as they did working on the title. So this utilizes the Vulnerability Equities Review Board, which Obama formed and completely didn't work. 
It's a compromise between the moral requirement to disclose zero days to vendors and, guess what, national security. Senator Brian Schatz, yes, his name is Schatz, wrote, Striking the balance between U.S. national security and general cybersecurity is critical, but it's not easy. This bill strikes that balance. Codifying a framework for the relevant agencies to review and disclose vulnerabilities will improve cybersecurity and transparency to the benefit of the public, while also ensuring that the federal government has the tools it needs to protect national security. In other words, a bunch of politicians who want to appear to be doing something are creating yet more government bureaucracy, which is exactly what our present administration was elected to reduce. As usual, this regulation will do nothing at all to stop the problem. The CIA, the FBI, and the NSA will still continue asserting the need for national security, which of course is awesomely important, and downplay the vulnerabilities to us, and we're already losing the cyber war, and we don't want to go dark, and making them give up their hacking tools would be surrendering to the enemy and losing the cyber war. And the worse a flaw is, the more powerful it is. The more powerful it is, the more useful it is to the government. So they'll always rule on the side of national security, putting us all at greater risk. The Act says, quote, The head of each federal agency shall, upon obtaining information about a vulnerability that is not publicly known, subject such information to the process established. But it's a process that's going to be determined in large part by each of those heads. We know what they're going to say. They'll say that other governments will still be able to use those flaws against us. They'll point out that WannaCry happened even after Microsoft released a patch, a month after, when it could have been patched years ago when the NSA first found out about it. They'll point out that XP and Vista were only patched because of the severity and wouldn't have been patched if it had been quietly disclosed to Microsoft, ignoring that five years ago they were releasing regular updates for XP and Vista. If anything, WannaCry proves the need for disclosure of all zero days. Hospitals were affected by this, including most of the hospitals in an entire country. It's only a matter of time before this lack of disclosure costs real lives. So all of that makes these lawmakers this week's biggest bogan emitter. If you're going to shop online, use our special links to shop at Amazon. Clear your cookies and go to Amazon.Pagosity.tv, and you won't pay a penny more for your purchase. If you haven't used the mobile app in the last 12 months, or even at all, go to Get5.Pagosity.tv on your phone or tablet and get $5 off your order of $10 or more. Go to Prime.Pagosity.tv for a free 30-day trial of Amazon Prime and enjoy thousands of movies and TV episodes, borrow Kindle books, and get unlimited two-day shipping for free. And speaking of Kindle, go to Kindle.Pagosity.tv for a 30-day free trial to Kindle Unlimited, read over one million books, and listen to thousands of audiobooks on any device. You can go to music.pagosity.tv and get a free 30-day trial of Amazon Music Unlimited with access to Amazon's entire library of 10 million songs, ad-free and with unlimited skips, and even download to listen offline. All great ways to help this podcast simply by shopping at Amazon.
And now let's place an out of order sign on this week's And yet, yet extraordinary. And this week it goes to the Alameda County Sheriff's Office who decided that they'd fixed all the other crime and so they could focus on another menace to society. A roadside fruit vendor. A viral picture shows an Alameda County deputy seizing the produce while the vendor sits on the pavement handcuffed. And people understandably wanted to know why they were wasting their time and taxpayers' money on this. So the sheriff posted the explanation to Facebook, quote, The person detained in this photo is in handcuffs for a reason. Our deputy approached this man to advise him that it was illegal for him to sell produce on the corner. When the deputy asked the man for his identification, he became resistive and tried to flee. Our intention here was not to arrest him or get in a confrontation with him. We learned the man is on federal probation and is expected to follow all laws. This is likely the reason he tried to flee. To us, it had nothing to do with his race or economic status. Regardless, we just wanted him to pack up his goods and leave. Yeah, it's just about compliance. All he had to do was everything they said and not continue a perfectly peaceful activity that people actually want, otherwise he wouldn't be in business in the first place. Quote, Persistent street vending harms local businesses, especially small startup food vendors. Yeah, so? If they can't handle the competition, maybe they shouldn't be in the market. Let them figure out how to be competitive and not go running to the police to take care of competitors for them. Quote, and poses certain health risks such as E. coli and other foodborne illnesses. The only way this can be the case is if they come from the supplier that way. These cannot happen later. It's due to contamination at the source when the crops are irrigated. And so there's just as much of a risk of that with produce from the supermarket. Quote, ACSO has received numerous calls from businesses and citizens asking for our assistance in curtailing these activities. Yeah, who wants to bet those citizens are owners of those very same businesses? Again, if people didn't want him there, they just wouldn't buy from him and they'd be out of business. In addition, illegal vending causes traffic safety issues. Oh, really? You have issues with people driving on the sidewalk? Well, maybe you should focus on that then instead of harassing innocent people who are just trying to eke out a living. And vendors are sometimes the target of street robberies. So because someone else might commit a crime against them, you need to go against them? Aren't you supposed to be going against the robbers? Guess not. A guy could get hurt doing that. Quote, The sheriff's office supports every individual's right to make a living. No, you don't. We often use our discretion to not arrest or cite people because it can put a tremendous financial burden on them and their family. Unless, of course, they don't do what you say. Meanwhile, actual residents of Alameda County were supportive. Quote, This guy is trying to live. Nobody is being harmed by him selling his produce. Recognize your role in the perpetual poverty cycle of people. Another one wrote, It's a victimless crime. So much for the land of the free, can't even sell the fruits of your labor. Another one said, This is my street. I buy from him every Saturday. Really nice guy. I would rather see this officer doing something about the drug dealer on our block who is bringing drug trafficking onto our street. 
Yeah, again, I could get hurt doing that. I would rather have my grandchildren play outside with this man around than the druggies. Waste of my tax money. Another said, If it pleases the crown, may I peddle my fruits to commoners so that I may afford food and drink for my kin this eve? And another said, quote, This fruit vendor was selling fruit and was making an honest living. The cop cannot say the same. The DA has dropped the charges against the vendor, thankfully, but that still doesn't take the stain out of the Alameda County Sheriff's Department, who still bear the moniker of this week's Idiot Extraordinary. Well, that wraps up this. I think a fire in the office demands a little more attention than my feet, don't you? Edition of the Bogosity Podcast. Come join the discussion at forum.bogosity.tv and feel free to send a question, statement, news article, or rant in text or audio to podcast at bogosity.tv. This podcast depends on you to keep going, so please donate using the links on the website or the QR codes in the thumbnail. Or become a patron at patreon.bogosity.tv and get the podcast and YouTube videos early and without ads or promos. Thank you for listening. Until next time, here's a quote from Stephen McGee. It is the common people's duty to police the police. The Bogosity Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution on Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License. Want answers to creationist claims against evolution? Would you like to know more about evolution yourself, or even engage creationists more directly, with actual peer-reviewed sources to back you up? My book, How Evolution is Scientific, is designed to show the basics of evolutionary theory and how it is so well supported using the scientific method. It's impeccably sourced, with references to the actual scientific material, and is arranged using the creationists' own criteria of what is scientific. Using their own arguments against them, see how evolution is scientific, but creationism is not. Based on observations, accurate predictions, logic, and evidence. Get answers to common creationist claims, and even a primer on abiogenesis, the start of all life. It's all in my book, How Evolution is Scientific, available at Amazon, and on Kindle, EPUB, and PDF as well. Get How Evolution is Scientific and never be taken in by creationists again.